You're listening to the Geek and Glitter Podcast, where we talk all things geeky, from fashion to lifestyle. Foolish mortals! Disney's Haunted Mansion celebrates its 50th anniversary. Lady and the Tramp live-action remake releases photos of the dogs that'll be starring in the film, and a layout of Marvel Land at Disney's California Adventures is released. Also, geek fashion designer Sarah Tim guest hosts on this episode to talk about her experience at this year's Her Universe fashion show, Stay tuned. You guys, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Geek and Glitter. I want to welcome my guest, Sarah Tim. Hello. Sarah, tell the listeners a little about yourself because Alicia and I mentioned you in the last episode. Mm -hmm. You are um, one of the designers from the Her Universe Fashion Show. And what else do you do? Well, um, my normal day job is a theater costume designer, and I'm also just like a seamstress sort of at large, like I stitch in a bunch of different costume shops, um, mainly at South Coast Rep in Costa Mesa and also at Fullerton College. So I kind of just bounce in between a bunch of different theaters because theater is my love and that's yeah. that's what I do yeah do you get to make like these full-on like gowns period pieces or is it oh just yeah varies? It, it really it's that's the most exciting thing about theater is that like one month you'll be making like 1920s gowns and the next you'll be making like the dirtiest orphan <laughs> costumes in the world you know like yes. it can be anything and as soon as you're bored you're on to the next thing yeah. so that's that's part of the fun of it What's, would you say, the most memorable and fun project you got to work on or play that you got to work on? Oh, my gosh. That's a big question. Um, I know. You've done, done a lot, probably. <laughs> yeah. And, like, every season there's something exciting. Um, let's see. What have been my favorites? Like, oh, we just did um, Thoroughly Modern Millie at Fullerton <gasps> College. Yes. It was so Love cute. It. Like, and I feel like I don't get to do 20s that much. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice to just be able to put together some pretty dresses. Yeah. Um, f- stuff that I've designed, I just did West Side Story at the Gem in Garden Grove, and I'm actually really proud of that show. I co-designed it with a friend of mine, his name's Ramsey, and we worked so well together, and it, I think it turned out amazing. How exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can sew a little, so whenever I, just like what I need to kind of mend my own clothing, so whenever I meet people that can actually put together an entire outfit and accessories and things like that. And I'm like, please talk to me. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people don't even know how to like sew on a button. So I think you're already ahead of the curve there. Yeah. I had to learn. That was like one of the first things my mom taught me. She That's was awesome. like, here, sit down. These are, these are, this is what you do. And I was like, I don't get it. And she was like, well, I taught you once figure it out. <laughs> she was like hardcore. And I was like, just once. My mom likes to tell people that like she taught me how to use her sewing machine and then I was like off to the races like it was after that I was just like on my own. But Natural she, born. Yeah. I mean, she also taught me how to follow a commercial pattern, which is like mm. a huge skill set to have, especially like it was in high school. So I was following commercial patterns in high school. And so like that really like set me ahead. I was like when I went to fit him, I already knew like how to follow a pattern. And I feel like I was ahead of a lot of my classmates because of that. Yeah. So like advanced course for you. It isn't easy to read a pattern because I had mm-hmm. to be taught as, as well. And the hardest thing was like if you were picking up like a McCall or whatever pattern. Right. And yeah. you're looking at the back and you're thinking, how much fabric do you need? And I'm always like, wait, what? So I always, in the beginning, I used to take it up to the ladies who cut, would cut the fabric for oh, you yeah, yeah. and ask them, and then they would just kind of teach you there, especially if they don't have a line, and mm-hmm. super helpful, the ladies at, like, Joann's, and I'm like, oh, thanks. 
So that's yeah. kind of and how I learned. It's also like depends on how wide your fabric is. So mm-hmm. like those estimates can vary. And then like depending on how you lay it all out, like you might, I always end up overbuying fabric. So I always have extra because <laughs> <laughs> I'm paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be like, oh no. And then you, and it's a week later, right? And then mm-hmm. you go back out to the fabric store and there's none of it left. You're like, cool, 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 cool. So I have a dress with one sleeve. I will say I, um, I lost the belt to the trench coat that I made for her <gasps> <Really>? universe. Oops. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a dummy. I was like, I should swing tack this to the center back so that it doesn't fall out because it kept sliding out. Right. And then I wore it to the after party at uh-huh. the bar and I was having fun and I lost Whoops. it somewhere in the hotel. Oh, no. At least it was after the show, though. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. if it was before, like, the judging, you would have been like, wait, but there's a belt, oh, but it's not here. that would suck so much. <laughs> I, the fabric is $30 a yard from Mood. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <gasps> so I'm going to go try to, like, buy, like, a quarter of a yard. Like, I don't know how much their minimum is, so I'm just crossing my fingers. Honestly, like, it's it's silk organza, but it's, like, really thick silk organza. Mm-hmm. But I could probably get away with using regular organza and, like, do a bunch of layers. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be okay, but yeah. I'm still just like, God, you're such a dummy. Like, how could you <laughs> oh, have lost no. something for me? Oh, no. And I bet you some, like, cosplayer picked it up and was like, hey, cool. I know, right? And I called, this like, Lost and Found, and I was like, it's silk organza. It's black. And they were like, yeah, we don't have anything like that. <laughs> oh, my. I wonder if, did you talk to any of the designers and be like, hey, did you see it? Dang. Maybe I should. <laughs> it's not too late. You never yeah, know. Yeah, I could. I could. You never know. I could. Uh, well, I am so glad you're here. Thank and you. I first have to apologize for the show notes I sent you because I read it this morning and I was like, what did I send her? And it was kind of like discombobulated a little oh, bit. Oh, there the were a format. couple of fragments of sentences. Yeah, because okay. I think I was copy and pasting stuff yeah. and I just got like really excited about, <laughs> about having you on the podcast. And I was like, just send it and didn't even like double check. And then it was this morning. I'm like, great. She thinks I'm crazy. And no, this no, is no. her second time it's talking. Fine, it's fine. Um, it was great to talk to you at the fashion show because yeah. I got to go backstage and they're like, you have 15 minutes. And I was like, you, you and you come talk to me. <laughs> and, it w- and it was so great. And I think it kind of gave me a, a kind of more of a personal connection to when I'm watching the show, kind totally. of like rooting my friends. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. So because I loved your design from last year. Thank you. Um, I, I love Gilmore Girls. I have it's hidden away. You can't see it right now for but I have the entire DVD. Oh, set. it's in like the house. It Not in the like house. No, because no, it was too, it was too big. I really <laughs> wanted it. But I was like, where am I going to put this? Right. It's kind of so, big. Yeah. So we just decided just to buy like the actual DVD set. Mm-hmm. And um, from time to time, like I'll still pop it in and watch because I do have to maybe on popular uh, opinion, but I do like it better than the revival show. That's not an unpopular opinion. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm afraid to say it. Like, all, all the fans are going to be like, how dare you? No. I mean, I think most people, um, most, like, diehard fans of the show were a little let down by the revival. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I think that the original series has its flaws. And yeah. I think that the revival has those same flaws. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I don't expect it to be perfect in everything I ever wanted. I think that the way they ended it is a little bananas. But... Amy Sherman Palladino has always said that that's how she wanted to end the yeah. original series, but because she got like she had to leave because of like contract disputes or yeah. something for season seven, she didn't get to end it the way she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would prefer that this ending is um, Rory, you know, in her thirties. Like, I should maybe spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's too, it's too, it's, it's a look, little, guys. It's listen, a couple years ago. If, yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched the revival, that's been on Netflix for ages now. Yeah, like. So get on it. And uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, but um, she ends up pregnant. But like. It's so much preferable to have her end up pregnant in her 30s than in the original series when she was, like, 21 or something. Yeah. Like, at least she's had a chance to, yeah. you know, live her life like before live her she life gets pregnant. And yeah, exactly. But it is kind of that full circle, and I can kind of right. see what the writers really want to do with it, and I fully appreciate it. Uh, and I agree with what you said, like, like 
for her being being younger rather than like straight out of college and having that happen it's kind of like oh no um but I think my problem wasn't really with the ending I think it was with it's just that I guess it had been so long yeah and that kind of chemistry and everybody had it was hard to it's hard to recreate that sure even with the dialogue between Lorelai and Rory you know I didn't I didn't love I actually really didn't love their interactions like I Loved all the characters that I didn't think I would love, like Michelle. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, thank God you're in this. And for Luke and Emily. And I was really hoping Suki was going to be in throughout. Oh, and she wasn't. It was such a bummer because she was such a favorite of mine. Oh, me too. Yeah. I like everything. Whenever Melissa McMillan. Uh, no, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know someone named Melissa McMillan. Oh. Lord. Okay. Whenever she would do something, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Suki. Like, exactly. she was. that was what I knew her from. So, like, I was excited that she came back because originally they were like, oh, she's not coming back at all. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no, and she's too like, busy. They, it's like the back lot. She's probably on there. She's probably driving through town all yeah. the time. Like, just grab her. And I think that's exactly what they yeah. did. They're like, okay, we have two hours with you. Go. And she's, you know, they're all seasoned actors. So I'm sure mm-hmm. for her to kind of jump into that role, I'm sure it wasn't hard for her. And it, and to me, she felt the most same. Her and Emily sure. felt the most same. And yeah. Michelle, I guess. Uh, but there, there were just certain things that I was like, meh. But uh, to kind of go all the way back is, is that I love the tribute to Gilmore Girls. And I love the flannel Thank skirt. You. And I was, did it have pockets? No. <laughs> it looked like it could have had pockets. And I was like, ooh, does I it? I could easily add pockets at yeah. this point. Um, I it, the, That skirt, so I, it's a parachute skirt, basically. Yeah. And so, like, it has all these straps where you can... Um, take them down or put them up um and I basically just started sewing together muslin like I basically I use oh. bed sheets um so as smart my, as my mock-up fabric and I started like cutting weird shapes and then sewing them all together so it took so long to make that skirt that by the time I was putting it together I was like I'm I can't do pockets <laughs> like I like it was it's like a 30 something piece pattern yeah. and like I used my mock-up as my pattern so I just took yeah. it apart and like numbered it and like oh my I had gosh. to label which seams were which cause, definitely not a cut and sew no because they were all different yeah. so and it's of course my model Melissa she was wonderful but she mm-hmm. is extremely small and yeah. so I uh, like for the past year I've been like well I should you know recut that waistband to make it fit me and I, I just haven't, haven't had done it <laughs> well I hope to see it one day on you because I think that that'd be so great just I, to kind of I mean I make things that I want to wear you yeah know? so like I would love to wear it yeah would you ever model and I know we're going to talk about this later but would you mm-hmm. ever like want to model your own design I've thought about it mm-hmm. and um I am a dancer and I think that I like this year I had a couple of like ideas of like dancey things I was like I would love to try so I'm considering it it depends on if I enter next year which I probably will Mm -hmm. Uh, but it depends on like the designs I do and whether or not I feel like it would look best on my body or somebody else's body yeah I have an idea I have a couple ideas but you know they're very amorphous at the moment well you have to come back in like you know later on just after maybe if you enter and then after the show I'll get you back on because I don't want to spoil anything you'll probably have to sign an NDA anyways before you like go in Um, to be like you can't talk about this they don't I mean yeah kind of yeah Yeah. and I don't want to spoil a surprise for anybody right going to the show so you and I we were talking before this started and we were both goers of Disneyland <laughs> I'm a Disneyland goer yes <laughs> Disneyland goer that's what I'm calling it now not an AP just this Disneyland goer Get with the new lingo <laughs> I put that on a t-shirt <laughs> um so we're going to talk about the 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. which just happened um so for I just okay I have to say first of all it's it is a favorite ride of mine mm-hmm. 
and and I love the whole thing. I love everything spooky and frightening. So this is just like I have to go on this ride every time I go to Disneyland. When I go -er to Disneyland, uh, (laughs) what are your thoughts on Haunted Mansion as a ride? I love it. Yeah. I um I don't. Okay, so I remember like going to Disneyland as a kid, and I was an extremely like scaredy cat kid like Mm -hmm. I did not ride roller coasters I still don't really ride big roller coasters Mm -hmm. like so I think that probably my parents said do you want to go on Haunted Mansion and I was like no freaking way (laughs) (laughs) I remember sobbing my way through Pirates of the Caribbean because it was so scary to me and they had those drops in them too yeah like I remember vividly being like a toddler and seeing the talking skeleton at the beginning and being like this is my nightmare but so I didn't ride Haunted Mansion (laughs) until I was like um until I moved down here to go to Fitham in like 2008 or 9 and I got an annual pass yeah but it definitely became one of my favorites um I love that the line is always fast moving because yep. it's a you know it's a high it's capacity a it just yeah. keeps going um i love the nightmare before christmas overlay that yes, they put on it same. i love that gingerbread smell in that yes. room oh my god and i can't believe that it's real every year I know. and i'm like what if it doubles over i'm not with that one person that thinks about it i'm like what if it just like gets really hot in that room oh yeah and then the icing or whatever doesn't hold i bet it's climate controlled i'm I bet sure they think it has that. to be <laughs> It has to be just be like, hey, like, like how many memes there would be of like a gingerbread house. Oh, my God. And you know, somebody would get it on film because everybody's always filming at yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. So it would go on YouTube immediately. It would be like Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> whatever other social media things there are. So they just had their 50th anniversary and there's so many merch mm-hmm. that came out. So I pulled up a little and I know you guys can't see it um, if you're listening. Duh. So use your imagination. Use your imagination. Sarah and I are going to be trying to be like as descriptive as possible. But, but I'll also post this uh, on the blog on Geek and Glitter. So if you, you know, don't follow that, you should get on it. OK, so uh, they have a couple of the these are called the I think Trapagost. Oh, yeah, it's down here. Yeah. Is, is oh, it? host a ghost, trap a ghost. That sounds like something else, <laughs> like a Ghostbuster thing. Host a ghost, and these are little jars that is are it decorated. Just like a little light. Yeah, I think it's a little light that lights up. I couldn't find how much the price was on it, but it probably says probably a hundred dollars because probably it's yeah, and it and it looks really really cool. And it's three different jars. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not a set. I'm pretty sure you have to buy all three separately. Probably. And it looks like they're at the I don't know if they're the hitchhiking ghosts. One yeah. of them is right. Yeah, this this beardy guy, this and then guy. the guy with the hat, but I don't recognize that guy. I don't recognize the middle guy, the purple jar, if you're looking it up. Um, and maybe it, he just looks different. Maybe, yeah, maybe because he's purple. <laughs> it's just a new artist's rendition. Okay, wait, here is here it is. It says, based on the website from the Disneyland, Disney Parks website, choose from a selection of dearly departed souls, including Constance Hatchaway. So she's the lady with the axe. Uh-huh. Oh, well, neither one of those but look yeah, like I a lady. I don't think that's her. Um, the hat box ghost. And Professor Phineas Plump. So these, I guess they like you tap and then they light up. Oh, cute. And they do little giggle sounds. Oh, Which is, I was like, oh, I need this. But I also don't know if I can like drop a hundred plus for one of these jars. Whatever the price, it's probably more than you want to pay for it. Yeah. Just based on my experience at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like how it looks like a normal jar like in the when it's not lit up it's so oh, you cute can still see oh you face. can still kind of see like, it i like how the little label on it that's cute yeah i think this is the back side of it i feel like you could make that right if you go to michael's mm-hmm. starting can, probably now dollar tree i am a dollar tree um enthusiast Ooh, <laughs> yes you could get like a little jar and paint it and then like use some you could even use um glass etching cream yeah i've done that before that would oh be a fun gosh. craft go to your michael's and do your diy 
I'm I like host a ghost every jar. time I see something where I'm like oh I want that but I don't want to spend the money I go mm-hmm. how could I make it <laughs> mm-hmm. these are for the people like who love these things but also don't either don't want to do DIY or can't do it because they're not good at it it's true or yeah. people who or are just, just really into it. Disney collectibles which yeah, is a lot of people it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a lot of people and I think that's why and we'll talk about in just a little bit about that that ticketed event yeah. that they had, <laughs> which yeah. we will talk about. We sure will. Uh, some of the other things that they have, they have the 50th anniversary Mickey ears hat, which is actually really cute. It's, it's got like cute. the wallpaper on it. The ears have the mansion on it. And I can't, I Everybody think that's the hat box the ghost. Print. I know it's, it's classic. So cute. They have a couple of t-shirts with a hot hat box ghost. Um, they got some bracelets like Alex and Ani. They have the Pandora charm. They have, it looks like, looks like maybe a pin that says 50 yeah, I think that's a pin. on it it's cute you know i i'm into i'm actually pretty into the pandora charms but i don't have that many charms because the, they because they're you're paying so much for one mm-hmm. it's like 60 at least for one charm so, much. so expensive so i'm really are they made choosy. of like good things like like, are like they silver plated and stuff or yeah it's like sort of sterling silver or something i'm not hmm. i can't it's like silver silver i don't know <laughs> but um i try to shop really like as realistically as i can like if i have to pull fate fate pay full price and i will but mm-hmm. like usually i'll try to you know like go on poshmark that's like my oh, best yeah. friend for everything when poshmark people are like mm, i don't want this anymore exactly yeah. so and they're usually certified and when you see it you know you're like okay this definitely was a pandora charm it's not mm-hmm. like some knockoff but sure. i don't i'm not one of those people that like because i have a charm because i started a charm bracelet i have to have it like i have to keep growing it all the time like sure. i have maybe just five charms on it i think that's good though because then like at, at a certain point like i a charm bracelet gets so crowded that it's like you're like, like what is that extremely busy and like heavy yeah. and it flaps around a lot mm-hmm. so i feel like five to like to maybe ten is like yeah. a good it's a pretty good like and if you <laughs> fill it then you should aesthetically try to place the charms where it looks cohesive yeah. and like in colors not mm-hmm. just like i mean it's your charm bracelet i guess you can do yeah, whatever I mean, you want it's but do whatever you do, do whatever you but feel. i'm also not like oh look a new charm and like go buy it immediately just because i'm like, looking at this one right now and i'm just like i mean i like haunted mansion i would even say i love it but i don't know if i love it enough to right. s- drop 60 dollars or totally. something on a charm i'm uh, firmly yeah. in the belief that like you sh- if you're gonna buy something you should love it it should mm-hmm. really spark joy like marie kondo says yes. you know spark joy <laughs> <laughs> it should really like like enrich your life somehow to own it like mm-hmm. so like if it doesn't then like you can just wait yeah, for the next thing to come along it. yeah and don't and don't cry about it yeah. when you know you decided to wait on it and they don't have it available yeah they also have I didn't have I don't have a picture of these but they have the hitchhiking ghosts and their popcorn buckets. Oh, people are really into the popcorn. They're buckets. really into it. I am not. Me neither. Uh, I have like two. I have if you look at my display there, I have a BBA sipper. Oh yeah, he's cute. Just because he looks like a BBA, and then yeah. I have the R two D two popcorn bucket because it legit look like I guess I'm partial to droids. Yeah. <laughs> items, um, but that's it. And a lot of people will rush to Disney for like a release of a very specific popcorn bucket which i mean all the power to you but like i simply don't have the space yeah like where would, where am i gonna put that i live in southern california you know yeah. none of us have enough storage space no. for that kind of thing <laughs> exactly so it's gonna you can like dedicate a room to it or shelf to it that's great <laughs> this but is my popcorn bucket but i Lol. also never take it to the park with me yeah is that what you're supposed to do with it i you're think you're supposed, supposed to i i mean i guess but you don't you still have to pay for a popcorn mm-hmm. you don't just get the refill i also feel like the popcorn at disneyland smells very good <laughs> but it never tastes as good as it smells you have to get it straight out of the 
when they when they've just popped. Oh yeah, yeah. gotta get fresh. Yeah, so we always my husband and I when we go, that's like we always look like that one's popping right now. And oh, we're that's right funny. And line up for it. But we're like, if it's like the bottom and they're scraping at it, and I'm like, uh, I'll just walk another twenty feet and find yeah. another. <laughs> oh yeah, because there's always gonna be another stall. Exactly. Yeah. But they're I mean they're cute. I think I think the little hitchhiking ghost ones are cute, and it's not giant. It's mm-hmm. you. You put the sleeve of that popcorn that they give you mm-hmm. into the thing. Oh, I see. So it's like a holder. It's like a holder as opposed to like you dump your popcorn in, which is like never sanitary. Because I'm like, how clean is that by yeah, like, like the second use? Yeah. So you're reaching. And also, in there with like, your did hands. it come straight from like the Chinese factory floor? You know, yeah, like so you is there clean it with like germs some, in there? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Like, it's just how long has that been collecting dust? If yeah. it's like open. So like, yeah. I'm I'm really weird. Where like, if I get like a souvenir thing and I have to go to the bathroom, they're like. Can you, I'll put the drink in. I was like, but can you not? Because I want to go to the bathroom and wash it off. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And I'm like, thanks. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> I'm like, well, look, but I'm not going to get a stomach ache by the end of the day. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> honestly, safety, safety is safety first, first key. There's, I mean, I don't need to go to the, you know, Disney and sit in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have pops, too. Mm-hmm. All the pops. Everybody's um, so into those. I'm so into pops. I was into it for a little while. Yeah, I've sold a lot of them. I've sold a lot. Because I was just kind of like, why did I get this? So they're I, very so cute, and I understand how they're tempting to collect. Yeah, I own three, maybe. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, that's good self control. And I don't like I I know that like to keep them in the box is like good, but like I want to play with my toys. So like I put the I take them out and I put yeah. them on the shelf, you, and you place them. <laughs> A couple yeah. of mine are displayed. You can see oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's we fun. yeah we mm-hmm. have like Thor and Loki are out of their box. Groot I couldn't keep in a box at all. Oh so. You- these are left out from Christmas last year because I have tiny Santa hats that I <gasps> tape on all of them. That's so funny. <laughs> that you get from the 99 cent store. Oh my God, really? Yeah, and I just taped because I was going to make my own. So I bought like a little felt and I was like, this is taking forever. And then my <laughs> husband's like, hey, I went to the 99 cent store and look, I found Santa hats. And oh I was my like, God. cool. That's so funny. So we just tape them on and then they kind of stay throughout. So a little, little decorating tip for everybody who's listening. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, there are pops. They're like blue chrome colors of the oh. hitchhiking ghosts. There is like Matt, uh, Madame Leota. And I think they're cute. And I think that it's, it is actually kind of nice for everybody who are into pops to have mm-hmm. this like 50th, uh, anniversary commemorative pop that you can add. And to especially if it's your favorite ride and you've been waiting for something yeah. like that to come out, that must be very exciting. Exactly. Uh, is it worth to me personally to like line up for one? No, but I appreciate like I actually kind of do like it when people get so excited over like a shirt that they want and they mm-hmm. like go really early and line up for it. Before I used to be a little cynical. I used to be like, why? But sure. then like I've done that too and I'm kind of like, no, I shouldn't, you know, like practice what you preach, Wendy. Sure. So a lot and of people like, enjoy it's, their it's things. Fun to, yeah, it's fun to be a fan. Yeah. And it's it's great that it brings people happiness. Exactly. <laughs> so if you know what, collect all the pops. I, I do think like the the blue chrome is is a really, That's really fun. cool yeah, color. I like that. Um but we gotta talk about I mean the merch is great, but we gotta talk about this ticketed uh after hours oh, yeah. event, which is not the first one they've done. They've done a few. They've done one for Star Wars, for Marvel. Were they all like in the middle of the night? They're like after hours, so it's like ten PM or eleven PM on whenever the park closes until like the next morning. It's crazy. But so these tickets for the Haunted Mansion one, first of all, it's $200. It's $299 after tax. so many dollars. Yeah. And I was like, so I don't think as an AP you get a discount. That's lame. Yeah. I, like, I want to go to the new Halloween party, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be able to. Like, Is it more expensive is... now? I've gone a couple of times. It gets more expensive every, every year. Yeah, And this year it's only in California Adventures, from what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's weird. They're trying to, um like 
take the crowd that they are expected from Galaxy's Edge, and mm-hmm. they are still they're expecting the holidays this year to be very busy. Right. So I think they're trying to divert that crowd into the less populated park. Really. By having it in, in California. Adventure. But then you got to charge a different price, I think, because not because California Adventures is a lesser park or a less fun park. I, I actually love hanging out there. Me too. I a think lot. the food there. The is food is much better. Really good. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's a little bit more adult themed. So like yeah, for like the you older can crowds, get some wine, yeah, walk around yeah. with it. That's, exactly. That's you can sit at the like. bar and hang yeah. out and like just watch people, which is great. But like, I feel that because it's always been at Disneyland. And then all of a sudden you're kind of doing the switch and you're putting it at Disney's. I, I just don't think it's going to go over well with the people that go all the time. I mean, you're probably right. I I am a little bit like excited by the idea that it's in a new park because it's like, okay, well, if I've been in the previous years, that means it's going to be a different event this year. So right. it's like, what's going to be new? I was, okay, so I was like a devotee of the Mad Tea Party mm-hmm. in oh, wow. California Adventure. Um, it was like a dance party basically, yeah. like with a live band. And my friends and I used to go every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people go That's to the That's when they bars. had the stage, right? By, mm-hmm. uh, By where Monster is that? Sink and yes. the Backlot area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was Alice in Wonderland themed, but it was basically just like a cover band. But they were re- they were great, really good. Yeah. yeah. And then in between their sets, there would be a DJ, mm-hmm. and they served these with the rabbit ears. Yes, with headphones. Exactly. They served these excellent cocktails, very mm-hmm. strong. And so, like <laughs> my my friends and I would go every weekend. So, like I think they're doing like an oogie boogie dance party or something, Ooh, right? Okay. So I'm like anything that brings back that mad tea party that mm-hmm. I miss and remember so fondly. Like mm-hmm. I, I am interested in that. Yeah. Too. And like. I probably won't go this year just because of money, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what people think about it. I, I agree because, like, when I went, I thought, you know, I've only went a couple of times because I think it's very cute. I like the dedicated uh, candy stations yeah, that you I go and trick-or-treat. I love candy. Cause, and I was like, I feel like an adult should still be allowed to trick-or-treat, even though it is weird to go and knock on a stranger's door and be like, hi, I want candy, but you can do it at Disneyland, and I it's cool. I think if you have a costume, you should be able to trick-or-treat as late as you want okay. <laughs> or borrow your neighbor's kid and be like hey so i will yep. volunteer my time to take your kid trick-or-treat as long as i can get some candy i miss trick-or-treating man you know me too <laughs> you know trick-or-treating halloween uh because i'm taiwanese and i grew up in taiwan so we don't have that as a holiday oh yeah so i was obsessed with halloween when i came to the oh, states I, bet. I was like what free candy and then my mom was like don't eat that and i was like why Aww. she was like what if somebody did something to it and i was like mom it's wrapped it's not like it's an open piece of candy there was a big like I, they've talked about it on some crime podcasts like my favorite mm-hmm. murder like yes. the fear in like the 80s of n- and 90s of like the razor blades or the poison in the candy crazy, right which yeah it had like no basis in real life events it yeah. happened like once or twice maybe but then mm-hmm. after that it was kind of just like an urban legend yeah so, so but i feel like parents I mean, are still like cutting wrapped. cutting their kids like candy bar in half and yeah. be like make sure there's no razor blade in my there. parents never did that i feel my like they're probably like that. oh i mean like i'm from a small town so i feel like they're probably like it's a small town it's safe it's fine yeah. well you're gonna find out who did it real soon <laughs> yeah yeah real real quick and you have the mob on their doors totally uh but this event man i just uh, look listen look and listen <laughs> look and listen it's Okay, so just to read a l- you guys a little bit more about the details, let me just pull it up. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Okay, so you have the Gather for 13th Hour Celebration kickoff moment along the Rivers of America. Madame Leota will make a special appearance to conjure up the ensuing party festivities, lovingly referring to as the Swinging Wake. Oh, how on brand. I know. Other supernatural surprises, including a lively... Uh, 
what is that cavalcade cavalcade words are hard guys (laughs) cavalcade of musicians and dancers and performers beyond the grave see that's what i want to see like i'm always like what is the new show they're gonna put on for me exactly i am a dancer a lifelong dancer and i love theater so i'm always like where's the new music where's the Mm -hmm. new costumes show me the show yeah and like i remember i went to the halloween party once and they had like um they were like the Dapper Dans, but they were dressed yeah. as like the skeleton band. Oh. Almost like Hocus Pocus. Ooh. Like with like ghost paint on. And they would, they floated on the rivers of America on a barge singing creepy songs. And like, Amazing. I remember that vividly because it was the best thing that night that I saw. Yeah. So like if they do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If they do that, then like, that's what I'm on board yeah. for, you know? And yeah. also, I'm. I would love to see pictures of Madame Leota as a character. Like, yeah. what is her costume? Like, what look is like? It? We'll have to look it up after yeah. after the podcast, and uh, I guess I can put it up on the blog too if if we happen to find it. But other things like look for paranormal decor from the land to land as nine hundred ninety nine tenants await their newest arrival. There's look alive, and it says recreate hauntingly fun moments and scenes from the attraction. So it's just like you photo, know, ops. photo ops that you're paying for. A show, essentially, or some sort of music and festivities, which sounds like fun. I'm into that. You can have meet and greet with the characters. You can see the decors, and there's photo pop-ups. And then here's the after-hour access to the attraction, and you can have access to Pipes of Caribbean, Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, so it's not everything. Jo- so it's not even everything, which kind of is a bummer, but I guess they want to contain It looks like everything. it's like Adventureland, Frontierland But it's area. like if you're paying $300, don't you want... I would want my run of the park. Yeah. The entire park. Like, yeah. I don't want just, unless you're feeding me for free. Right. Disneyland know, after not. midnight is a lot of fun. So, like, mm-hmm. capture that energy. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like, and, like, if you're charging people $300, I think, like, let them have the park. You can, you can dress up. So much. <laughs> I can't get over it. So much. That's like, you could buy a season pass. Yeah. You can, or something else. You, you could you definitely put a, down a good down payment on a season pass for yeah. that much. Yeah. Like, that's what I think. You I'd could go to Universal, it. like, four times. <laughs> you with really that? can. And get some food. Yeah. Yeah. With that. God, that's so expensive. Uh, what's cool is you can dress up from what it seems like. Oh, fun. That's um, fun. Which is not usually allowed for adults right. to do that. So I think that's cool. I did some, like, see some cool group photos of people mm-hmm. in front of the, the uh, Mark Twain. And that's cool. Uh, they have keepsakes. So there's. Oh, okay. So you get to, if you go to this ticketed event, you get a commemorative guide map, event credential, and unlimited downloads of the Disney Photo Pass, which is great. Photo, Yeah, Photo Pass can get expensive, so that's a good yeah, deal. Yeah, because you have, like, the professional cameras, and, the, you know, they try to do make it, you know, you got good lighting and stuff like that. Um, I saw, yeah. t- tangent-ish, yeah. but um, this guy I follow, he's, like, a friend of my sister's who... He, they knew each other from Disney. Mm-hmm. He was at Walt Disney World, and he had a Photo Pass photo that was taken with a drone. What? And literally, so it starts with like a normal family photo. They're like standing on a fence, like smiling, and then it zooms out, <gasps> and you can see like almost the whole park. I and would then pay you can for that. See them like standing. It's like a photo taken by a drone, but like you can see, it's like That's it's like whoosh. so like the video was going in and out, and I was like, I want this. They don't have that here. I know. <laughs> uh, get on at Disneyland if you're listening. My God, it was cool as hell. Yeah, I would. I would 100. See, like things like that. That's cool. Like I would pay for that. Yeah. Like, or or if you know if I have to get like the max pass in order to buy it mm-hmm. from from the photo pass. Like I but I would 100 percent pay for that because that's so you can see the park. Yeah, you're moving. It's not just like every other photo with every other family. Yeah. Let's Sorry, see listeners. It. But while she's pulling that up, um, you also can enjoy themed foods and beverages. But I feel like you probably have to pay for it. And then here is the 
piece de resistance, uh, the estate merchandise, and you can pre-purchase select themed merchandise via random selection process. So there's a lottery Wait, to purchase. What? what in the world? I did not read this last night. You're paying $300. There should not be a lottery. Yeah. So okay, we're going to look at this photo. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Isn't that rad? Wow. Yeah, it is with the drone. zooms right back out. Amazing. Uh, go. There it goes. Wow. Oh, that's really that cool. cool. So you get to see the full like Cinderella castle yeah. and then you zoom in on that. That's cool. I would pay for that 100%. So cool. I love it. God, how do you feel about this? That Okay, so I thought that the $200 per person and this event has passed already because if you're looking for tickets, you can't get yeah, it anymore. Sorry. <laughs> it was it was on the 7th and then the 8th. Um, but you're paying $200 and you get like the cool music and the cool parties. You mm-hmm. get to see the cool characters like i know they had chip and dale dressed up as like the ghost hosts Mm -hmm. from the mansion which is really cute and adorable but like aside from paying extra for food and drinks and some photo ops that you get you know a free photo pass to and unlimited downloads i i thought that you had like first access to these um merchandise which is i think what a lot of people would pay to go and get because they're hardcore fans of this attraction i didn't know that until just now that you are entering a random selection process to enter a lottery That's to pay so you're paying to enter a lottery to maybe get the you're paying for you the really chance want. to perhaps not buy okay some more merchandise with more money yeah i think this is th- this part of the event needs work it's a little bit of a cash grab yeah. i think and disney is guilty of that often mm-hmm. but it's like and like i feel like if you're paying 300 dollars, especially if you're already like an annual pass holder yeah. and you're already like they should have included it in annual passes like or maybe like the top tier of annual passes like it's just kind of crazy to expect people to pay 300 more dollars to pay for to go to the place where they already go all the time yeah just for a few extra little things exactly i don't think like the merchandise is cool like the look the jars are really cool uh some of the other stuff but like i was kind of like okay if you're like really into it great but like to pay i just I, it's just like you're easily spending five hundred dollars on one person. It makes Disneyland into a rich person's activity, yeah. which it really that shouldn't sucks. have to be. It's for everyone. Yeah, not just for childless millennials, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Although they are also welcome. <laughs> they are also welcome. <laughs> That's the point of Disneyland, folks. For it's supposed everyone. to be for everyone. My gosh, um, and this is why I I haven't really gone to an after dark event because the 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 prices scare me. You know, they're, it's to, so expensive. When I had an annual pass, I went to a couple of events that were, like, free with my annual oh, pass. Like you're right. They had those, like, exclusive, and you just have to sign up yeah, for it. Yeah, I went to, so I, the a really fun one was when they first introduced yeah. the, um, <coughs> the glow with the show ears that, like, lit up. I remember that. In time with the shows. So they had an but event. they didn't give you the ears. They did. Oh, they, they had did. an event where it was, like, we're going to do World of Color. We're testing what? these out. Like, it was basically, like, one big beta test. And it was, like, Amazing. hundreds of people. And they gave us the ears for free. And then we watched World of Color. And it was kind of, like, an after hours thing. Like, it was late at night. And it was so much fun. And then they had, like, a Fantasmic one. It was, like, for Fantasmic's anniversary. We went to that one, I went too. to that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, those things are really fun if you're an annual pass holder. But you shouldn't have to pay extra money for no, it. No, like what happened to those perks? Yeah. And I feel like... And they keep rising our prices up, but they're kind of blocking more days. And mm-hmm. there's like the discounts aren't as cool. And like the AP exclusive items are kind of like meh. It's it's really going to... I was talking about this with my sister yesterday, I think. we. It's really going to hit a point where like the average person can no longer afford to go to Disneyland, mm-hmm. like the average family. And so it will become a rich person's activity. Yeah. And so I hope that when that happens, we'll see the prices like either start to go down or they'll make more affordable options like where yeah. they did like come for free on your birthday or 
like give one get one those kind of promotions exactly I wonder if it does become like a rich man's you know park where it it became it was quite affordable Mm -hmm. and I know like not every family with a kid can go to Disneyland it definitely is like no matter when even back then it was I think kind of a luxurious thing to do and like I choose to put my money towards that so I try not to complain about it Mm -hmm. I try not to but comparing the perks from then to now it's like I have no perks as a dedicated pass holder and it's not like you know I will say I've seen pass holders we talked about this right before we started there are some pass holders that walk in that seems very entitled Mm -hmm. and they're not nice to cast members or other park goers where I'm kind of like like, everybody paid to get in you can stand in line and wait or if you hate it you can like take a chill pill and go hang out why are you here if you're just gonna be mean right like I'm, I'm never like at a park where if, if, if a ride closes down or they run out of something that I really wanted, I kind of have to think about, oh, well, because I am not the only person that's happening too. It's right. not like we have a vendetta against this person and no popcorn for you or whatever it may be. Well, I mean, it's, you know, Disney has a lot of brand loyalty. Like people yeah. are very loyal to Disney. Mm-hmm. And a part of their message is like, your dreams can come true. You are special. You are important. So right. then when <laughs> people come oh, no. into the park with that attitude, this is my day. I'm right. making magical memories. And, yeah. But they have no regard for other people who also have that attitude. Right. Then it starts to be like a problem because yeah. they're a little entitled. toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate that. I actually had, God, I was so mad. This one day, it was Villains Day or something like that. So a lot of people were Disney bounding oh, as yeah. their favorite villains. Mm-hmm. So we're on the little tram. I hadn't even gotten into the park yet. We were at the parking structure. We had just got on the tram. And uh, there was two girls, and I can't remember. I, I want to say one was Corella DeVille for sure. And the other one, I can't remember it, whether it was like a Maleficent or if it was another villain. But I really liked their bound. I thought it was just because it, it, look, it didn't look like they were trying to cosplay. It was kind of like very modern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, immediately, I was like, ooh, Corella DeVille. So I kind of like leaned over because they sat in a row behind me and my husband. And I was mm-hmm. like, I really like your Disney bound. And they kind of looked at me and they rolled their eyes and they went, ugh. And I was like, excuse me. What? I legit, I take back everything I said about you. What? Like, I was kind of like, I just wanted to pay you a compliment because I think your outfit looks cool. And like, like, what kind of person, like, gets receives a compliment like that? And like, it was like. Also, I mean, you dressed up to go to the park. Like, people are going to comment on it. Yeah. And I was like, is this going to be your attitude? Like, we hadn't even barked, so I hope you check your attitude at the gate. <laughs> like, you're already over it? Like, yeah. you're not even Like, don't yet. come. Go home. Ugh, Get in the car. That's annoying. <laughs> Get in the car. Oh, my gosh. Disneyland. I mean, I, 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 I still love it no matter what. I still go back. Um, Listen, I was an annual pass holder for, pass holder for many years. They yeah. priced me out. I have mm-hmm. to spend my money on other things. So expensive. But I have the perk of knowing several cast members, so I do still get to go a couple yeah. times a year. And mm-hmm. right now, that's enough for me. Like, especially yeah. because, like, you know, if, if they don't make it affordable, especially for, like, SoCal residents, you yeah. know, like, then why, why do I need to give them my money? Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, I think for some people, going once a year is enough, especially mm-hmm. for those of us who are lucky enough to live in, in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And if you can get in, or you can afford either one day where you have a pass or, I mean, I guess if you have a pass, you wouldn't go <laughs> just one day because then it wouldn't be worth it. Oh, but yeah. if you, you know, know people that can kind of sign you in, I think that also makes you appreciate the park a little bit more than somebody who like gets to go like every weekend yeah right I think yeah. that I think that's what happens is when people get a little used to like that routine and they're like well I belong here and it's kind of like no I mean you really don't not the <laughs> attitude anyways totally well speaking of the parks we also want to talk about the there's a layout for the Marvel land oh, that's yeah, going to be at Disney's California this. Adventures 
And I am seeing this on the, uh, what website was it that I pulled they, up? They took out Bugs Land, which oh I thought gosh. was a fun land. And, like, honestly, Bugs Land, kids freaking love Bugs Land. I know. It's so cute. Here it is. But I don't have a kid, so what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at, and this is posted to WDW News Today, and maps and layout of Marvel-themed land revealed. So, apparently, they've already showed photos of the vehicle load area for the Spider-Man ride and Ooh. an in-depth look at the web supply store, which I have not looked at, and the Ant-Man microbrewery. Microbrewery. What? Cute. That's fun. But this land is pretty big, so it's looking like this is the cone. This is an aerial shot. If you guys want to go to the WDWNT oh, yeah, site, cone? it's yeah, the cozy cone, so it's kind of like behind it. So, what we're seeing is kind of an over, like a bird's eye view. There is the web suppliers. There's the Doctor Strange show. What? Oh, that'll be fun. I know. Uh, there's an Avengers gift shop. Ant Man. <laughs> Buy gift everything. Shop. What? <laughs> uh, the Ant Man microbrewery, which I'm very, very excited for because I love the it's food. It's interesting at Disney. that they chose. Okay, so there. It looks like there's only one ride. So far. Yeah. I mean, there doesn't leave room to have more though, right? I, I mean, thought, like, what's over here? They're not the telling. They're, I bet you yeah, they're not like, telling us. Maybe top they haven't secret. decided yet. Maybe. I mean, I would love some sort of an indoor, like, ride for Iron Man. Iron Man. I'm an Iron Man girl. I would yeah. love something Wouldn't like that Iron be Man. so great? Yeah. Ugh. Make it, a, make it like a Space Mountain-y type, the Tron bike type of ridey thing. I mean, I love Spider-Man, too. Sp- yeah. Uh, I love Spider-Man also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like the representation of the Avengers is so far, like, not a lot of them are represented. Yeah. I'm surprised that they did, like... An attraction based on one hero, Spider-Man, yeah. instead of doing like an All Avengers of attraction. I know, and it's and it's just kind of, I, is it because Spider-Man is kind of like, because Tom Holland's so young, so he could probably have multiple deals, and they can do multiple movies and attractions. I want to like, say that Spider-Man is the best-selling superhero. I oh, think he's the most popular. Like, sells the most merch. Mm, okay, um, that he's, makes sense. He's also been around the longest. I feel like he yeah. was like the. Those were like the first superhero movies probably that really the started most popular. The trend. Yeah. And, I mean, they keep making new ones, so clearly they're making money. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this uh, concept because I thought it was going to be way more Avengers-themed. There's, like, no Black Widow. There's no Black Panther. I'm not surprised there's no Black Widow. There's – I know. It's so sad. (laughs) Um, I mean, we're finally getting her movie. Yay. Yeah, that'll be – her. like, her origin story is so interesting. Like, and I don't even read comics. Like, I know just the bare minimum, but I'm really excited. I know. If, I hope they make it very, like, very spy, espionage yeah. like, uh, not John Wick. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Type, type sort of thing. That's, what, like, what I, or Atomic Blonde. Do we that's know if uh, Scarlett Johansson is playing her in that movie? Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. They actually showed a footage of the movie from, at Comic-Con in Hall oh, H, really? and I got to see it. Oh, Does my gosh. Does that mean it's online somewhere? Probably, like, a bootleg. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I hope nobody taped it, because it just doesn't look and Oh, is it one of those things where you're not supposed to share it? Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. But um, the fight scene is very raw and very Ooh. real and not, like, uh, you know, it doesn't look very clean, which is what I like about it, because it should be a little dirty. And yeah. She, I think a well, pulling punches. a well choreographed fight scene should look like an actual fight, which is so good. not choreographed, yeah. you know? And also, I like it when the hero... I don't like it when the heroes come out of a fight unscathed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and unless you're Superman, like, you, you're... Yeah, especially because she's, she's a human. You know, exactly. she's, she's not like Captain America. She doesn't have, like, super strength. So, yeah. like, she she's should... She's skilled. Yeah. So... I am excited for this, but I am looking at this and look, I am, I love Marvel. I am, I'm definitely like a fan of all things Avengers and all things Marvel, but I'm looking at this layout and it's just, 
I don't know if I'm excited about it. I mean, it's not concept art to be like it's it's just right. an aerial view like of just like geographically where things will be so yeah. I think, so there's a lot more yeah I think I'm excited to see like what they release of concept art of what the land will actually look like yeah um I can't wait hopefully it'll be awesome well while we're saying that why don't we just click on this vehicle oh we can, I can't click on it yes I can <laughs> I want to click on the vehicle uh load area for so is this concept art or this is concept art Revealed for Disney Spider-Man ride at Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. So, oh, oh, that actually looks pretty cool. So there's like an Avengers A symbol. There is a building. There's Spider-Man swinging from the building. I would like that when I walk into the park every day. Can you just swing? Okay, so oh, it actually it it looks pretty it looks pretty good and it looks like they're gonna have the it concept. looks good like it looks like you're at the Avengers headquarters a exactly. little bit exactly yeah, yeah that's fun okay like it yeah all so right so far so good I don't hate it I don't hate it I mean more to come this is not even gonna be ready for a long long time yeah you know but oh so okay now we're looking at the picture of the ride load area you know what this reminds me of immediately. The Transformers ride at Universal Studios. I have actually never read. Ri- oh my gosh, really? That ride. Yeah. It looks. It looks. I'm not saying the ride is the same. I'm just saying that the ride vehicle is mm. reminding me of it, and uh, I think it's going to be one of those kind of like Harry Potter, where you go in and it's not you're not just on a single track where you kind of move around and there's like oh, yeah. you go forwards and backwards and you go into different scenes. I think it's going to be maybe that ride a little bit is more. extremely cool and it scares me really yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's when you get to the, the Whomping Willow and the spiders. the spiders. Yeah, hate the spiders. Can't, can't, can't deal with I it. I closed my eyes for like three quarters. Well, because they get in your face and, and they like spray water on you. Like I was it. like, oh, no, thanks. Also, like giant spiders are like my number one irrational fear. Like I know they don't exist, but like if but I have a do? nightmare about spiders, they'll, uh, they're like as big as a house. Yeah, I can't. Mm-mm. I can't handle it. <laughs> we're, we're the same. I hate, I hate spiders. Um, you know what? Okay, I am very much looking forward to the Spider-Man right now. Recruitment begins. I feel like Avengers is a little more relevant than Bugs Life is at this yeah t- at this point. point. In time. Yeah. Um, and they have you know Cars Land, so they have like a great Pixar representation yes. already in that part. And so Pixar Pier. I think that that'll be successful. Yeah. At least I hope so. I hope so too, because you know I I like that they're finally tying in one of their most well-made most well-known popular movie franchise and right. putting it into the park i mean they could probably make an entire park of avengers um i wouldn't hate it and, yeah and who's to say they won't in the future yeah, this is true and i feel that way about star wars too like they mm-hmm. could have made an entire star wars park but like where are they gonna put it not know. in california yeah, maybe not here maybe yeah maybe some, maybe somewhere else we don't have room um well speaking we're gonna keep in line with the disney stuff we're gonna talk about so they're remaking a lot of classic animated movies and they're making it live action we just saw lion king in quoted fingers mm-hmm. live action live action live <laughs> realistic is what i like to call it i like that better yeah because it's not you know it's like the jungle but well you have the kid i guess oh, the kid is live action yeah i think if there's action. a human in it you can maybe call it live action yeah, <laughs> yeah. john favreau said that he snuck one real shot in the movie it was the it's the i think it's the opening shot not of pride rock but of like the sun coming up where I was like, oh, I think that's real. <laughs> cool. I mean, okay, I have not seen the film. So, yeah. like, this is all just coming from a non-expert point of view. But And I think that the technology that they used to make that film is really cool. Mm-hmm. He Like, they made, like, a whole VR thing where basically he could, like, point the camera wherever he wanted. Like, Ooh. because they made this whole, like, virtual landscape. Wow. So that's cool. How, however, I don't need to see it. Well, I mean, you it. have the animated movie, you you know. Yeah. I really liked it, but I also walked in expecting to see basically a shot for shot 
version of a real like life realistic mm-hmm. movie that's updated in 2019 uh-huh. and that's exactly that's what, what i got is? and i was fine except for be prepared oh really did not oh, yeah, like it cu- at did all. they cut it they changed they didn't cut it it's in there but it's definitely like no jeremy irons see that's at all the and villain I songs enjoyed. are always the best ones like, i know why and would they you cut out that? the whole thing i was like what in the world and i would have loved to hear like chiwetana Jofor like belt out the song a little bit oh, more he yeah. did a little bit he did a little bit. I've said this to a lot of people, but I'll say it again. Um, I would prefer to just see all those really excellent actors do Hamlet. Oh, which is agree. Which is basically what Lion King is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, pu- like put them in a black box wearing no costumes, and I'll watch them do Hamlet. Oh, like, amazing. I would rather just watch those actors like act yeah. out the story as opposed to watching like a CGI extremely lion. realistic lion <laughs> who can't emote. <laughs> My but husband had such heard. a problem with that movie. It's I thought he was going to love it. We walked out and I was like, so what you think? He goes, meh. I'm like, oh my God, really? He's like, it's just, you know, like their faces didn't do anything. And I was like, but they're lions. He goes, and that's why the animated one is better. And I was like, I mean, I don't disagree that the animated is better. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. came home and we watched the regular Lion King. <laughs> and you were like, oh, this is better. <laughs> yeah. This is so much better. Um, okay. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk about Lady and the Tramp. Because that Lady and the Tramp, I said that weird. I love Lady and the Tramp. And I'm extremely cautious. Um, they're actually using real animals. Oh my goodness. Are they doing so, like the thing where they put peanut butter in their mouth to make their mouth know. move? <laughs> I am not sure. I didn't read up on it. I didn't want to like spoil too much for myself, but let me see if I can find Maybe it'll the be photo like um, of the live action Lady and the Tramp remake. Look at these dogs. Oh my gosh. Um, the article we're looking at is on people.com oh and them. there is a picture of the most adorable Cocker Spaniel <laughs> who's playing Lady. So cute. And then we have so what's the cool thing about it is the let's see, um, oh my god, these Justin ads. Thoreau, interesting. He's playing the tramp. Interesting. Okay, so uh, well, they're rescue dogs. Yeah, <gasps> well, tramp is so tramp is being played by a rescue dog with oh. so the article describes with soulful <laughs> eyes named Monty. Monty. And it's voiced by Justin Thoreau, and who is a proud dog parent to his own rescue <laughs> Kuma. So Monty, the dog from the in the movie, it was rescued from a kill shelter in New Mexico oh my by gosh. Halo Animal Rescue. And now he's so star. cute. Now he's a star. Your life's just changed. Tessa Thompson. Okay, I love her. Tessa Thompson's going to voice Veronica uh, lady. Mars alumni. Amazing. So the Conquer Spaniel is named Rose, and I don't believe the Conquer Spaniel is a, not a rescue. Rescue, but I mean, she like she th- looks just like Lady from the with the fluffiest ears. Oh my god. Okay, next. So are they going to do it like those weird, cheesy, non-lifetime, but lifetime dog movies where, like, it shows a shot of the dog and you hear their thoughts, but I their mouth doesn't I move? Wa- I wonder. And I don't know which one I want more. Me neither. I can't tell. I don't know if I want it more, like, Homeward Bound. Where, like, their mouth moves, like, because yeah. of, like, computer. Mm-hmm. Or, do or they peanut butter peanut thingies. Butter, yeah. Or if just, like, they just look at me and, like, tilt their eyes and, or tilt their face and, like, kind of move their ears and I hear their voice. Oh, my God. Is that Sam Elliott? This is Sam Elliott. <laughs> and really uh, he's playing <laughs> Trusty, the bloodhound, and obviously <laughs> the, the side by side photo is amazing. You guys have to go on people. Dogs that look like this. humans. Oh my gosh, a oh Janelle Monae as Peg because Peg's Stop. the one who sings, right? Oh Stop. my god, yes, yep. The he's fluffy pooch who was famous famous for crooning, he's a tramp in the 1955 film, gets oh. her pipes from 33 year old Monet in the 2019 remake. Ashley Jensen as Jock, and she's a Scottish actress. Perfect accent to voice the live action Cute. movies. Eccentric Scottish Terrier. So they're changing the gender of that dog. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Benedict Wong is in this movie as well as Bull. Cute. 
and it's obviously a bulldog. I do like this multicultural casting. Yeah, like, I am way into to go. it because dogs have no. Wasn't it, there was somebody on the internet that was mad about Tessa voicing dogs lady. don't have an ethnicity and i was like guys dogs are just dogs also so. stop being racist yeah stop <laughs> it and we love tessa so don't don't come tessa, tessa thompson okay? could literally do anything and i would watch she it she could do anything exactly she could read the phone book and i would watch <laughs> and it i will watch it and i will listen to it uh, tessa she is a bicon love her tessa and janae together in the same movie oh my god right Why not, like ticket give me the ticket take my money right together? now no i feel like that music video oh yeah of together. course that That's was like amazing yeah. i watched it so many times that it's day really good. you know what i am i my feelings kind of shift from live action movie to live action movie like i really liked cinderella cinderella is the best in my opinion i and agree it's interesting because it was the first one yeah i loved cinderella but also like directed by, by kenneth branagh mm-hmm. who is like so good yeah. so i i just feel like capture the magic yeah and i it's kind of like the same feelings I have about um, the Harry Potter movies because, like, the first two are kind of just like very faithful adaptations yeah. of the book, yeah. which makes them a little bit boring. And the third one, Alfonso Cuarón came in and said, "I have an artistic vision," and he he made it stand alone as a film, yeah, as its own art form, as opposed to just being like, "Well, this is what I expected because I read the book. I know exactly what it's going to look and sound like." Yeah, and a lot of people don't like the third one because it's not what they were expecting. But it's my favorite one because it's the most artistically interesting. So I feel like they should be doing that with these live action remakes. Mm-hmm. They should be reimagined. Yeah, they should yeah. be. New, uh, like a new art form and I was actually just listening to your episode about Mulan and I mm-hmm. think that um that one looks really promising because yeah. it's its own thing it's, it's not its just thing. it's not a direct a carbon copy of what we got back then because there, there's yet yeah, now you know we're in 2019 by the time the movie comes out it'll be 2020 we have to think about the different audiences you know it's mm-hmm. not just the American audience and, and like the Disney audience it's also like the Chinese audience and totally the kids and like how much of the actual like poem, like the ballad of Mulan, do you want to follow, and how much of the magic, the Disney magic, you want to put in? So I think, right. from what, what I've seen and read about so far, I think they are definitely really trying hard to find the right balance and trying to make everybody happy. Not everybody's going to be happy. I'm of pretty course. sure people will find this and that different. And I think I'm just going to try to embrace it because uh, I grew up with that, you know, that story in that movie, and I and I love it. So I sure. can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was like Pocahontas and Mulan were like my two number ones when mm-hmm. I was a kid. So I am really excited to see it. To and see. as a, like a lifelong fan of the movie, I'm excited to see a different movie. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to go in saying like, well, it's not like the thing I remember because like why like why would you, they spend millions of dollars just to make the exact yeah. same movie? To again? pay all these actors to do the same thing where you can, you know, just pop in the original. Right. Yeah. I, and I might miss the songs, but I can just mm-hmm. go listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they'll find a way to enter maybe not somebody singing, but the ballads and mm-hmm. like the music, the score. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that the score and the music will be somehow. Beautiful. Yeah. Because you, you can kind of hear it in the in the trailer. You heard a little bit of the reflection. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh, oh, there it is. I hear it. So if they do that, I think that's more meaningful and that's okay. It's still paying tribute to the yeah. original. They kind of did that in Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. I'm a Mary Poppins stan. And so like the score, you can hear it play different like chunks of the older songs mm-hmm. at certain points. And I thought that was really lovely. So yeah. like if they did something like that, I'm on board. I am on board. And I am on board with so far the lady and the tramp because they're using actual dogs and i am so into these pictures they're so cute they are so cute i really wonder how they're gonna do the meatball and spaghetti scene oh yeah like because an actual dog will just like gobble it up and i'm surprised because like usually in movies dogs are played by more than one dog right like yeah they have to so like 
because of like laws and because like not all of some of them are specialized in different kinds of training you know like this is the dog who can bark and fight on command this Mm -hmm. is the dog that can jump up and touch stuff like so like these are gonna be really well trained dogs if we're gonna do all of it i wonder if they'll be like okay let's shoot like 20 minutes or 30 minutes with this one dog and then we'll just break and then we'll just shoot a whole different dog in a different scene i think they have to puzzle it all together because dogs are they're gonna get to a point where they're like look humans like I just I'm done. And maybe they will fill in the gaps with CG. Like maybe yeah. they'll make CG and a little bit of humans. Of I'm sure that yeah. they have to have humans in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for this actually because the dogs are so cute. I wonder who's directing it. Like I wonder if it's somebody who's coming in with a says, strong vision. Let me see if it says in the. Ba, 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 it does not say. Well, you guys, if you know, <laughs> send an email to or Sarah's gonna look it up right now. <laughs> but send an email to geekandglitter.com and let us know what your thoughts are on the live action Lady and the Tramp. Because at first I kind of knocked the idea. But now I'm seeing the photo photos and I'm like, yes, 100%. I mean, they all seem like a cash grab, you know. So cute. But are they going to be a good cash grab is the, uh, is the real I question. I think so. I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Charlie Bean is the director. What has he done? Do we know? Tron Uprising, the Lego Ninja Girl oh. movie, the Powerpuff Girls movie from two. Oh, no, he didn't direct that. I mean, he sounds qualified. Yeah, and it sounds like he's done a couple of Disney and other animated, like, not animated, but other other imaginative properties. Yeah, I would love to see a female director, but, you know, that's just, like, a <laughs> dream that I have of that's, ever, that's ever always, seeing a female director a <laughs> anywhere <laughs> at any time. If we keep dreaming. Yeah. But, no, there there are a few because I know um, in, in the upcoming – Marvel Phase 4, there are a couple of female directors. Really? Yeah, The Eternals. It's um, Chloe Zhao. It's about time. Yeah, I know. I was like, yes, hire her. Wow. Uh, all right, guys, let's shift gears. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the trends. And this is, doesn't really fall under, like, the geek stuff, but it mm-hmm. was just so interesting to me that I had to pull it. And I it's had nails, to get right? I'm a nail it's polish nails. geek, so that, that fits with perfect <laughs> um i love nails i love getting my nails done i can't do it myself so i have to pay somebody to do it for me i can't do it myself but it's like i see like i i paint on the skin you gotta just practice yeah i'm really good at it but it's yeah. like i so i'm a nail polish addict it chips on me immediately so mm-hmm. i end up just changing the color every like three or four days but that's what's great about like at home nail polish it's right kinda, like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday you can have a different color for your mood. I love purchasing nail polish. <laughs> that I do love. It I sparks have a joy. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> it sparks a lot of joy. Yay. Uh, so I have a lot. <laughs> I have two, and I feel like I need to just p- probably open some and put some thinner in them because oh, yeah. they're probably, probably not so great goopy. right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to try to go and get my nails done tomorrow, but I haven't called the ladies, so we'll see. We'll see. Right now they're cute, but they're if, cute. You, if you don't look them too, cl- too closely. Mine are okay. They're a little chipped, but that's like what them. they're I like always the color. Like Thanks. But this new trend, uh, they're calling it lipstick shaped. And it's think of a bullet of a lipstick as you push it out of your little, as you twist it up. So it's like an asymmetrical slant. Like like square, but just at an angle. Yeah, at an angle. And so the article says, trust us, you'll start seeing these nails everywhere. I have not seen these nails everywhere. I mean, the article always says that, but how true is that? But (laughs) I am, uh, look, I like the design on the nails, like what they, the nail polish and like the colors. I don't love the shape. I think the shape is a little weird. I feel like I would like poke myself in the eye or scratch myself a lot yeah, easier with these for some like reason. Yeah, it's similar to like the claw shape where mm-hmm. like I, I worry, I would worry about myself with those as like a weapon. Yeah, it's just like, um, God, this is, I don't know who came up with it. Like they just filed one side of the nail down and they decided, mm, 
I'm just gonna leave the other one because I'm ab- abstract. I, I think it's cool. Like, I think it's, like, fun to have, like, a new shape that you can pick from. Like, mm-hmm. I've never gotten, like, acrylics or long nails, though. So, like, I can't say from personal experience whether I would do it. Yeah. Um, but I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I think it would be fun to do, like, an actual design that looked like a bullet of lipstick. See, that I can get with. That if there's a purpose, then yes. But I'm looking at it, and I maybe I'm just, like, too traditional for my own good. But I'm more of, like, I, I'm into the symmetrical nail. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, like, round, square, coffin, almond, stiletto, whatever shape you want. I mean, if you look at just, like, one nail by itself, you would think, oh, maybe that nail's broken. You <laughs> that, know? That's like, what it I looks don't almost want. like a mistake. Yeah. That's what I don't want is to have it look like I like accidentally chopped off one side of my nail. Yeah, I don't know right. if I'm into it. I like it better. So we're seeing these photos, and I'll put one up on the blog too on, on geekandglitter.com. I like it better in the beginning, the very first photo where there's actual designs. Yeah. I think that makes the shape look a little bit less. Yeah, I like that like ombre they've got going in that photo. Yeah, and it looks like, you know, it doesn't look so like shocking. But when you do it just all single color, it looks like, especially if you're just kind of like casually looking at somebody's hand, you're like, hey, did you break your nail, all 10 of them in the same place <laughs> at the same angle? It's almost like an optical illusion. Like you look at it and you're like, they're all going this way. Like you just want to like tilt your head because they're all leaning. Yeah. I mean, like if people want to try it, I'm, you know, obviously down. But I personally, yeah, I wouldn't. Tweet us your photos. Yes, please. Tweet Geek Glitter. <laughs> Uh, and let us know. And I just, yeah. Do you have a name for your fans? Not yet. Oh. We need one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We need one. I don't have one yet. I, I was keep, a big I keep fan thinking of, about it. Because I'm a Gilmore Girls fan, obviously. Yes. Did you ever listen to Gilmore Guys? Yes. So they had Ben Seaman on all the time, and he would be like, tweet at us, Gillies. Oh, my God. So cute. <laughs> so you need like I know. I need like. to think of one. <laughs> if people have suggestions, please email us at geekandglitter.com. At, geekandglitter at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Yes. <laughs> like we'd be like the, the new Murderinos, right? Exactly. I feel like, th- I mean, do I think that everybody needs a name for their fans? No. But, like, if I had a podcast, would I try to come up with one? Absolutely. Absolutely yes. <laughs> I would. It's been, like, day one. I'm like, what would I call? I don't know. Yeah, I need I need to put some like maybe you'll get it. like more of a following and then like people will come up with their own. Yeah, and because then I'll, be and I'll so just be like, I will tribute to you, and just <laughs> every time we'll just shout out that one fan exactly. that's like, hey, thanks. Ah, oh, wow, this look nail trends. It's always something new, and I always appre- I do appreciate it, even if I'm like they gotta get it on find a nails. way to sell more stuff to us, right? Like yeah. they gotta. It's, it's like how like they were like, oh, um. You remember like wavy eyebrows were going to be a thing? I remember that. And then it wasn't. But it was just like a way to get us to click on articles. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, you it's got my click. gimmick, right? <laughs> I clicked and I scrolled and I didn't block your ads. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for that money. <laughs> so, well, Sarah's here um, not to just talk about Disneyland and lipstick shaped nails I wanted to have her on because I got to meet her at the her universe fashion show and she created this amazing Veronica Mars what would you call it an outfit a dress it's dress or trench coat uh, it's funny because like I would refer to all of our looks as like oh that's my costume but they're mm-hmm. not costumes it's right a look you yeah a look yeah l-e-w-k a look a, a look, look. <laughs> As we flip our hair. Exactly. And Nick. Um, I, we, uh, Alicia and I, from the previous episode, absolutely loved it. Because 
when and we said this when we we're sitting down and we we're watching a fashion show and yes it is to celebrate geek fashion mm-hmm. but we wanted to see what fandom can translate into high fashion couture mm-hmm. pieces as opposed to that's a beautiful gown that looks exactly like it was in the whatever ip you're you know creating from and we wanted to see actual interpretations of fashion as opposed to just a replica of a costume and I think you did exactly that with your piece thank you that's what I always set out to do yeah so I'm really glad that that got across yeah that and the Gilmore Girls one I mean and it was like I recognized it right off the bat like I'm you know when and when she turned around and it was like the little caplet that you had mm-hmm. her in and it said stars hollow on the back I was like yes um, but don't be confused because I'm kind of jumping back and forth because <laughs> yeah. this year she created the Veronica Mars one um, and I know I got to talk to you a little bit. So you, if you want to see that interview, it is up on geekandglitter.com awesome. at the post when this podcast goes up, which I think will be Monday or Tuesday. So it'll be up at the same time. Um, but talk about like, cause we, I only had like under five minutes with you, mm-hmm. um, because it was right before the show and I was like, I don't want to stress anybody out. So talk about your day that day, walking in and oh, wow. knowing your design and you've already finished, you know, your outfit well, okay, so I am a planner, so my goal is never to be sewing the day before or the day of. Very smart. Um, and I have a luxury there because my the theaters that I work at are mostly dark over the summer, so I pretty much have the summer. Um, and I was working on West Side Story, so I was a little busy mm-hmm. with that, but I had a lot of time to get it done, which felt really good. Um, so I was ready to go. Like, I had no work to do. Um, and well, That's um, nice. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I like I said, it's a luxury, and I'm really glad that I have that luxury to be able to do that. Um, so, like, the day of, you know, like, we went to rehearsal the day before, and that's always fun because you get to, like, see the people from last year yeah. and meet the new people. And, like, last year I was so nervous mm-hmm. the whole time. Like, I could barely eat. Like, because, like, <gasps> my nerve, I carry my anxiety in my stomach. So oh, I was boy. just, like oh my god this is so scary and like it's not scary like (laughs) this year though I was like so zen I was calm my model kept saying like I'm loving your zen vibes like (laughs) you're making me calm I love this um I didn't even like I had to do my own makeup that day wow and uh, but that's pretty much it yeah it was like and that's part of the benefit of not modeling it yourself because it's kind of out of your hands like the day of you kind of just have to sell it to the judges and then you're done yeah so anyway so the day of, like, you come, you get to the hotel ballroom. Like, they do, like, an optional rehearsal in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we did go to that because I remembered from last year that Cynthia, uh, one of the winners, was mm-hmm. out there for a lot of the morning with her model practicing the walk. So yeah. I was like, I want to get our walk down. Yeah. So that it's like. She looked great. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny is um, Andrew said, he's on, like the runway coach. And yeah. He said to her, like. I love that you're out here because you're already one of the best walkers. So like, you're really just like getting it perfect. Like I'm really impressed that you're out here practicing, even though you're already one of the best. So I was like, oh, I got one of those. man. I, uh, he's got great. to, he's so funny. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. And, uh, last year the her universe model because that's what i got to do too i mm-hmm. modeled the mulan outfit mm-hmm. um that's not a designed like entered design piece it was one of the like the her universe that was one of Lindsay's designs yeah yeah, yeah. it was and that uh, was like the, the pants with the with the vest Ooh, so yeah, comfy yeah so cute um and watching andrew kind of coach everybody because he was kind of like now if you're a guy you want to you know model and you kind of he kind of put it on <laughs> and he kind of did the strut and i was like oh that's a good walk and he goes now ladies with the heels and then he kind of strutted down i was like i can't walk like that how do i, I walk how, like that like it's hard to like master one walk but he's got like multiple walks that yeah. he's really good at. and it's just like he just transformed and i was like move over everybody <laughs> andrew's here he's got it down yeah no i think i think going to re- those rehearsals are always helpful uh, yeah I found it really beneficial because like 
last year, my model, Melissa, she did an amazing job and she was like excellent, but she did like forget a couple of things that mm-hmm, we like mm-hmm. we had practiced. And I think that like drilling it over and over really helps even if you already know what you're doing, just getting the rehearsal gets it in your body, yeah. kind of like dancing. Um, so yeah, so then we rehearsed a little bit and then like the day of is kind of like, hurry up and wait like you have mm-hmm. a lot of downtime mm-hmm. but then like once it's time to go it's time to go it's go and then it's over yeah and then it's over <laughs> <laughs> so um our judging slot was not to like 320 so we had a lot of time to um put makeup on and my sister anna did my model's makeup and hair which was amazing it turned out so freaking good so great she like we both are eyeliner was sick right yeah the eyeliner was on point literally. i bought glitter special from um a company called slay fire cosmetics i gotta shout them out because it's biodegradable glitter mm-hmm. and it's like not that expensive we actually met Ooh. the people they had a booth at DragCon, and that was how we found yes. out about them yeah so um and we did this like fun um it was my look was really like 60s inspired so we did like um sort of like a bouffant ponytail we mm-hmm. added like a little hair piece ponytail so like added like lots of volume to her hair but we also kind of modernized it by putting in some braids yeah which i really liked it was very much like a m- mashup of like modern and 60s which was kind of my whole vibe yeah yeah and then the um the makeup was like an exaggerated cat eye with like this turquoise glitter that like backstage when she put the glitter on everyone around us was like oh my god look at that (laughs) glitter do you see that glitter you can see it from the audience too because i wasn't too far away i was pretty Mm -hmm. close but when i when she came up to the end of the runway i was like "Ooh, you can really see it from here it was glittery and if you want to look at it you can i think it's on my instagram uh my username is breath q b-r-e-a-t-h-c-u-e um, I should probably change it to my actual name. But I like my username. It's not too late. <laughs> uh, I well, I have a whole thing going on with my Twitter. I might have to get a new Twitter handle. Oh, no. I'm so annoyed. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, so back to the day. Um, so yeah, our judging slot was at like in the afternoon. Um, so we got ready. Um, I had a bit of a crisis with my own outfit because oh. I was so prepared for my model Keaton. I had all her stuff ready to go. I had brought my dress that I was going to wear, but I had not brought any of my undergarments. Oh, no. So I was, like, wearing my bra and undies, but I didn't have my, like, Spanx undershorts. Oh, whoops. And I got chub rub, like, something crazy, so I had to have those. And my yellow dress that I wore was see-through, so I had <gasps> to get, have slip. So I called my mom in a panic because, thank God, my parents came. Yeah. Um, And so she had to, like, take an Uber from where they were having lunch to go to whoops. our Airbnb. And she was like... She said jokingly, um, do you want me to just bring your whole suitcase? And I was like, yes, actually, that would be great. <laughs> and did she? So she brought my oh, whole suitcase. mom came through. I was like, I didn't realize that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, and she actually had already come that earlier that day to bring me my sweatshirt, which I had forgotten. So, like, 10,000 points to mom. I love you, mom. Thank you, mom. <laughs> Moms are the best. Saved the day. Like, we had already, like... Keaton was wearing like this white and yellow dress like mm-hmm. just to get ready in and we had already been like okay I can put this on under the dress if my mom doesn't get here in time like yeah. I really don't want because the first thing you do is have your photo taken yeah so I was like I cannot go out there in like a gr- dark gray bra under this yellow dress yeah and, like dark It'll undies show yeah so I uh, thank thank you mom she saved <laughs> she saved my life I like was on the verge of tears not quite oh, there no. like that was the most stressful moment I had was just because but at least it wasn't like your own design like right. like something <laughs> fell apart and you couldn't fix it or something that, would, suck a lot. that yeah. would also be awful yeah but, wow what an adventure yeah for that to be my biggest crisis I think I got pretty lucky yeah. <laughs> you were I have to say you were very zen like thank you you were you were just so calm and I was trying to be very 
aware of which designers to talk to because like if somebody looked frantic and I was like I'm just not gonna bother bother them and I knew judging was over Mm -hmm. but you're still putting the show on for the audience that's going to be broadcast and like your photos are going to end up in magazines and Mm -hmm. websites so I was like you know let me not so it was I kind of went after the people who looked comfortable and like set and (laughs) I I was like okay it was you and uh Christine Geiger oh yeah I love her and um Samantha for the, was the, she the, the it, penny dress. Yeah. yeah the, pen, the penny dress? The penny white dress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which her design was amazing. So cool looking. Her model freaked me out because she looked so awesome. She's creepy. Yeah. As like, I'm sure she, she, was, she was very nice when we talked to her, oh, but yeah. I was like, I can't really look at you because I have a fear of clowns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. look amazing, but if I don't look at you, please don't be offended. <laughs> I literally don't know. I should have, I should ask her. I literally don't know how she made that skirt. I have no idea. I don't know either. You know, I, I tried to pick it apart. I looked at it and I was like, how are these balloons being put together? She had to have done it like the night before because like they would have Deflated. deflated yeah so like she had to have done it like in her hotel or but something like, which how is do you like, how is it held together like that blowing. i have no idea yeah uh, alicia and i try Did to speculate there's they, no way like i don't were they staple i don't know i'll have to ask yeah. her we have to ask her yeah sarah if you're listening let us know or come on the show samantha right? <laughs> come on the show yes yeah, not sarah you're sarah. <laughs> sarah i looked i looked at my show notes <laughs> and it said sarah <laughs> i can't read and speak at the same time because i end up just speaking the words i'm reading it's same um, yep. it's very hard yep um so are you allowed to talk a little bit about some of the design that you created that didn't make it into the show because I was under the impression that you only enter one design and then they pick you based on that design that you submit and then they say okay we'll do this for the show I didn't realize it was multiple designs you can submit up to three Oh, wow. Yeah. So last year I submitted two. I submitted my Gilmore Girls look and then I submitted an Outlander look mm-hmm. that is also on my Instagram. Um, and then this year I submitted three. And I was originally only going to do two, but then kind of the third one came to me um, like at the last second. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of threw it together. Um, and that was the Bake Off one. Which is so great because I watch <laughs> that show. And it's I have it on when I'm editing sometimes because it's not something you have so to soothing. like really pay attention to. But you kind of look up, look up and you're like, ooh, treats. Oh, yeah. I honestly like I, I it's I love watching that show, but it makes me want sweets. So sometimes I'm like, I got to have like a bar of chocolate or something while yeah. I watch this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess my thing is TV. Like, I don't I didn't like set out to only submit TV mm-hmm. shows, but like that's what's most inspiring to me at the moment. There's yeah. so much TV. The breadth of like what they're doing on TV has expanded so much mm-hmm. that those those were the things that inspired me this year. You know, I have a TV show to pitch you, but I'm not going to say it on air. <gasps> Um, that I think maybe you can maybe base your, but I want, I don't want to say it cause I don't want somebody to listen and be like, Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I will hold off until we're, we're off and I'll tell you. I always pick things that have a personal significance to me. Like there's, there are, um, you know, movies and shows that I enjoy that don't necessarily have personal meaning to me. Yeah. So maybe like things like Riverdale, like I watch it and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a soap opera kind of yeah. just like, it's fun. I enjoy it, but it doesn't like have a significance to me. But, like, Gilmore Girls and Veronica Mars are both very formative shows in mm-hmm. my life. Um, Agreed. And I think that that love of them really comes across, I like to think, hopefully, in yeah. my work. Um, because I'm able to put those little details in that, like, really pay tribute to it. Um, whereas, like, other designers have had great success, like, saying, I'm going to redesign this character yeah. through this lens. Um, but me, personally, I have a hard time doing that because... If I'm looking at an existing outfit, I have a hard time not just copying that outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to get myself away from like, well, I'm just going to copy this costume, I have to like put it in a different category. Your own almost. concept of, the, yeah, of I have what to, the show and what it means to you. Yeah. I have to look at it through a different lens. Yeah. 
And I think that's why, like, I when I was looking at some of your other designs, and I was like, these are all so high fashion. Specifically, the uh, what's the other one? Schmidt's Creek. Schmidt's Creek. Sh- yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to. Please try to make it. <laughs> Honestly, like I kind of want to make both of them. It just looks so cool. Thank you. That one I was going for. Like I looked at a lot of like 1980s Vogues, like because um I kind of wanted to make it inspired by that scene where um David lip syncs um the best by Tina Turner to yeah. Patrick, and it's like this very 80s song. So that's why I kind of put an 80s twist. I like picking like an era yeah. to kind of combine with my look because it. It helps me get inspired because mm-hmm. I can look at fashion from that era. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, you know, I just I like the silhouette of it, too, for both for, for both the designs that they didn't pick because they're very different. Mm-hmm. Like some people design with a specific silhouette in mind and that's all they do, which is great. But I think that you just kind of like you. We don't know what we're going to get with you because last year it was the parachute skirt. This year it was like a dress with a trench coat. And I was like, and it was a whole different vibe, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I, that's what I like to see when I watch these shows. It's like the designers that keep evolving. And cause I don't want to see the same thing every, it's like, okay, you did this this year. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I know you can do something else. So that's come out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. and like really, really show off what you can do. Um, My work always, I don't, like aim because it is a couture fashion show and to me couture doesn't necessarily mean ball gowns it means um hours of work that you put into it yeah um so but my looks always come out as this sort of like elevated streetwear Mm -hmm. that's what i call it because that's i mean because it is streetwear you could put it on and walk outside and no one would be like what is she wearing Mm -hmm. um but the couture part is in the hand details that i do i did 40 hours of hand beating on that trench coat my god it looks so good (laughs) i'm gonna learn how to do it faster there's like an actual there's an indian uh method of beating called re beating that i'm actually gonna learn how to do if i do beating again yeah well and just for life because it's it's a lot faster than the method I used. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning how to do, bead faster because I didn't need to put in that many hours. Right. But you did. But I did. And yeah. It looks so good. Thank you. And yeah. my embroidery on my Stars Hollow capelet was also by hand. So oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mine would come out all crooked. It wouldn't say Stars Hollow. Some of it was a little crooked. <laughs> Couldn't tell. Yeah. You can't Couldn't tell from tell. far away. But yeah. So And like um, the blouse for the Gilmore Girls look um, had this coffee cup print that I did by hand. I used um, resist and silk dye, like painting, basically watercolored it. So like that's where the couture comes in for me. It's not like ball gown, which I love ball gowns. But like I have seen so many ball gowns in my life that I'm like, what what new uh, like idea could I bring to a ball gown? Like Mm -hmm. I don't have those ideas. I have ideas of like, I want to wear this because I like, I want to, my goal in life since I was 11 years old, is to just be cool. Yeah. So, like, I make cool girl clothes because that's what I want to wear, yeah. you know? And it does look – that's what that's what translates. And, and also, like, the models that you have. Like, we had Keating this year. Mm-hmm. That model. And with the way she strutted down, she was just – She's great, right? Yeah. She's so great. She's got the personality for it, too. She's just, like, unafraid. Because I think some people get up on that catwalk. And it's one thing to rehearse. It's another when you have 50 million cameras. Totally. And you're trying to remember, I got to turn this way. I got to do this. I got to take off this this part of the thing to show this thing. Yeah. And then I still have to smile at the end where the photographer is and like strike a pose. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's over and you don't remember anything that happened. Yeah, it goes by fast. So I think when people do hire a model, definitely I, I would recommend if you can get like somebody with experience not, I'm, I'm not saying they have to be professional. I'm just say, saying they have to Keaton have, like... had never done runway. 
she's like couldn't tell done she is like a host Mm -hmm. so she does like tv hosting interviewing and stuff so she's extremely outgoing which is part of the reason why i picked her because i was like last year i kind of kept to myself i was in my head i didn't really introduce myself to everyone right i was like if i have a model who is also my friend who is like really outgoing yeah it'll help me be more outgoing and that's exactly what happened like i met way more people this year i was chatting i had a great time so like Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why i picked her and i knew that she could turn it on once the cameras were on her you know she definitely did and she just strutted and i was like yes and it went with the vibe too of of your outfit as opposed to like somebody who's kind of like mousy and just because hitting those marks on that stage is not easy right because you you feel like you're gonna fall off yeah you feel like you're gonna fall off and you have to hit that exact mark where you have to not look down because then in the photos your eyes will look closed Mm -hmm. so it's like a whole bunch of things that's part of the reason why i was like let's drill this let's practice it over and over again so she could just go up there hit it and like just live that moment and have not people like looking at her face and be like oh she looked down and critiquing her walk as opposed to focusing on your outfit and if if she's available next year, I have total Yay. plans to use her again because yeah, she was amazing. And she's just a fun person to hang out with. I love her. She was, like, most. very casual when we were chatting backstage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to take up your time, but I could stay here and talk to you forever. Um, so now that we're at the end of the fashion show, it's, it's come and gone. Um, think about – talk a little bit about if you think you would enter next year. I know it's so far away. <laughs> this time last year I was like oh maybe I'll enter you know if I have time yeah and this year I'm already ready to enter again Um, which is like I'm not not used to the feeling of like being ready to go already and because I'm not a competitive person Mm -hmm. um so I have never really looked at it as like I want to win sort of thing and I've even I've heard from Liz Munoz the CEO of Torrid who was one of the judges she she and the Hot Topic judge were apparently like talking about how commercial my look was how sellable it can be so like it feels really good to hear that feedback because I feel like I'm on the right track yeah and if you continue to you know just keep going back and chipping away and and kind of build your brand and I think people are gonna be like oh I remember her because I definitely Mm -hmm. like there are so many great designs from 20 what is it 2018 Mm -hmm. but there is very few that I remember aside from the winners and yours stuck out and and I think it's not just because I'm a fan of Gilmore Girls Mm -hmm. I mean that certainly helped but I think it's because it was something so different that it wasn't a gown and it wasn't covered um, head to toe in glitter which I don't hate because mm-hmm. I 100% love the Loki look that one because when she came out I was like oh yeah she stoned that thing to the gods my like, god it was so so sparkly I it's loved it like it oh, on stage it looked so cool and that yeah. hat I was like where can I talk get about those, runway please? impact like yeah. that that there's a reason why she won the audience mm-hmm. choice because it had so much impact yeah. when and it, it came looked, out it looks so great and that's what we want like when we when we see we just don't want it like you know it's like here's another gown and those are beautiful but mm-hmm. it's like I want to see couture and I want to see you have to build the show I think for for not just yourself, but I think for the audience too. Totally. Now that you've like, now it's all done. Cause the last time I talked to you was like right before the show even yeah. started. <laughs> now that you're all done, um, think about, talk about some of the things you maybe would do differently. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm this year, like I haven't started sketching yet. I am, I do feel ready to start sketching. I just haven't put pen to paper yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would work a little bit more on the runway impact of my looks I don't think that if I won in a future year, I would win audience choice just because like you have to have some sort of like thing that pulls them in. And my 
my pride and joy is in the tiny details that yeah. you can't necessarily see from and that's the runway. What doing when they're judging you, the almost. judge's choice is always going to go to someone whose construction is perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, what I did both years is I took the jacket off of my look and I handed it to them mm-hmm. so that they could scrutinize mine. And um, all of my inside seams of my trench coat were bound, which is. A lot of work but mm-hmm. you know since you can see the seams because it's sheer you have to finish them somehow right. so they were really impressed with that you know all of my um finishing was hand done wow and like that's what they want to see is they want to see those little details and <laughs> I was a little like because the judging is the part where I, got, I actually got a little nervous but I'm pretty good at speaking mm-hmm. um because I've you know I've done theater my whole life so I took a bunch of acting classes and I think that really helps oh yeah um but I I feel like maybe next year I would try not to talk so fast <laughs> yeah that's like all the I love these little insights that we don't know about because I think I'm hoping for anyone who listens to this episode in this podcast that if you're thinking about entering like enter do it do it enter and like these are the little things to know so like really and I think it goes to show too it's not just um they really do try to find a designer who is passionate about their theme and about geek fashion not just like I can make an outfit and I know I can win and that's it like sure. you know you're just kind of like going by and be like well here's my outfit they Mm -hmm. want you to be passionate about what you're making and since since the prize is that you design a line that gets sold in hot topic they want to know that you can work within the constraints that hot topic will give you sarah this was such a great conversation thank you so much for having me what are you up to next (gasps) what am i up to people want to know oh well um currently just for life i'm working on my labyrinth of jareth costume (gasps) are you you're going i'm going yes i've gone before um we have a hotel room this year and I'm, I think that that will be better. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I was very hot and it was very crowded in the last time I went. So I'm excited to have somewhere to escape to. I'm an introvert. So sometimes I need to escape. Um, I am trying to spend as little money as possible on it. Mm-hmm. I've been posting some pictures on my Instagram. I'll definitely post pictures when it's done. Yeah. Um, I thrifted a vintage Jessica McClintock dress. Oh my gosh. It's gold lame and like black and it had its original tags on Ooh. it. Ooh. For $15 at Savers. I was like, yes, this is the best thing. Thrifting is the best. And I will say perseverance pays off because I had been to that Savers the week before and found absolutely nothing. Uh, and then this dress just came along. You just never know when people, it, it, it takes a long time to go through some of the donations too. yeah and there's always new stocks so like yeah. people who are like i never find anything thrifty i'm like you gotta go more yeah because it yeah. turns over really fast so that's, that's why people go all the time and i have a huge stash of fabric from just like everything so i'm trying to <laughs> just use up my own fabric and supplies mm-hmm. um and i'm kind of turning it into like like a goddess priestess uh floral kind of vibe because it has roses on it Ooh. yeah so black and gold i mean a lot of people will be in black and gold but that's okay but so what <laughs> so that's what's next for my life um and then i have a bit of a break i'm gonna go visit home but and then i start back at south coast rep in late august um i'm assisting with their annual gala which um basically usually means dressing mannequins they make like almost like store displays you know like um staged sort of vignettes of costumes on mannequins with props and stuff so yeah. it's my job to usually stuff the mannequins to make sure that the costumes look good mm-hmm. it's pretty easy yeah um and then i'm you know just back to work in the shop working on the shows i think my first one i just forgot what it's called oops it's called aubergine there it goes yep i have no idea what it's about but and I'm assisting on a couple of things. I always assist on their Christmas Carol, mm. which has been running for 40 years now. Oh my gosh, this is our yeah. 40th year. Our Scrooge has been the same Scrooge for 40 years. Amazing. It's it's his last year though, so if oh. y'all want to come, come this year. 
not sure what's happening next year. We'll find out. Um, yeah, and I don't really have anything on the docket for designing mm-hmm. this year. Just kind of your own personal things and your 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 professional work. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll have some time to like do the things that I've been wanting to do, like make that skirt fit me. And yeah, yeah. I don't know, build something for myself, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween's coming. I'm sure you can like oh, scratch yeah. something together. I'm making something for Halloween. I already yeah. forgot. Yeah. Uh, I think they should follow you on all your social media so they can kind of keep tabs on what you're designing, what you're wearing next. Yes, can I'm at them? Breath Q, B-R-E-A-T-H-C-U-E. Um, although my Twitter is locked uh, because there's like a security something. Like I think somebody tried to hack into it or something. Ooh. So it's locked. And the email oh, that rude. I signed up with is 10 years old and I don't oh, have access God. to it. And I cannot We've all been there. recover it. And I'm so yeah. mad. I've had that Twitter for literally 10 years. Is it your name? Like, is it the handle? Like, just no, answer? it's breath cue. And I like oh, that handle. No. It's like a it's like a dance word. Yeah, so I, I really I should change it. And if I do get a new Twitter, it'll probably just be my name. You can also search Sarah Tim, T-I-M-M, Sarah with an H and you can find me. But that's I'm bummed I'm really because oh, I, I love no. Twitter and I'm well can you I don't know sad. hey Twitter if you're listening um, Mr. Help, Twitter are you listening help a girl out <laughs> help your girl out <laughs> so thank you so so much thank for, you for having me hang out it was so fun please come back oh I I'm literally anytime yeah. <laughs> we, we, we will have to do this again thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time bye, bye. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We like five stars. Share with your friends who also enjoy geek fashion and lifestyle. For the latest on geek fashion and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Geek and Glitter or visit www.geekandglitter.com. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions you would like to send into the show, email us at geekandglitter at gmail.com. And tune in next time for more Geek and Glitter. Thank you.